0: insurance is the Thunderdome of business. Um, Anytime you write a piece of business, you're stealing it from another agent. So two agents go into the Thunderdome, one comes out. The Great Independent Podcast, powered by Pacific Crest Insurance, where independent insurance agents and industry leaders talk about the highs and lows of starting and running a successful agency. Learn the common trends and struggles of independent insurance agents. Go to PacificCrestInsurance.com for more on how to be a successful independent insurance agent. This week on The Great Independent. A former farmer's agent and current independent agent talks about his journey from the captive world to independence. Mark Bigham out of Dallas, Texas talks about taking the leap to opening an independent agency after building a successful farmer's agency. He describes how he prepared himself for the transition and why more farmer's agents should think about doing the same. Hey everybody. Welcome to today's episode of the great independent podcast powered by Pacific Crest insurance. Uh, today we've got Mark Bigham on the phone in uh, Dallas, Texas. He is our Texas State Director and uh, we're going to be talking to him a little bit about his past history with Farmers Insurance and his exit and uh, how he came to Pacific Crest and uh, a little bit about the nuances that are going on right now with Farmers Agents and uh, talking to some of those finer points and how we might be able to help them out. Uh, Mark, how are you today?
1: doing great.
0: Hey, thanks for joining us. We really appreciate the time that you're going to take with us today and uh, maybe shed some light on what's going on in the industry, Um, specifically in your neck of the woods right now, but it's also happening all around the country with Farmers Insurance agents. And since you came from Farmers, um, I think that uh, you can kind of speak to those finer points better than most agents. So if you wouldn't mind, kind of give our listeners a little bit of history on yourself and, and tell us. Tell us all where you came from and, and how you got to Pacific Crest, if you
1: would. Okie dokie. I was a farmer's agent for just about eight years. Um, I started, I had come from banking was my background, and uh, I enjoyed the start that farmers gave me Uh I enjoyed the uh, synergy I had with the district that I was involved with, and there were some really big hitters in there, and I learned a lot about how they did their business and so forth. and And I was, I became a successful farmers agent. Um, their commercial rep uh, came by frequently and and showed me the wisdom in writing commercial as well. And I actually came, I actually became one of the larger commercial agents in the area for farmers. And uh, they gave me some, uh, some real good uh, numbers about uh, the compensation levels between agents that write commercial and agents that did not, which was uh, impressive to me at the time, and that's why I got involved with the commercial uh, portion of Farmers as well. So I was there about eight years, and, uh, and then I became disen- pretty well very, very disenchanted about the sixth year um, with some changes that were coming down the pike from corporate office. Um, our, our rates became extremely non-competitive um, and I was having more, you know, I was having more runoff, go out the back doors out, you know, at, at this point, they were going out the back door as fast as I could get them in the front door. and uh, and many of them said to me, Mark, we like you. We, you, you provide great service and I'd be with you forever, but I just can't, you know, pay this much over market and I know what everyone else is is charging. And so I lost a lot of customers. Um, and in my commercial it was very frustrating because they you know, they spent a lot of time marketing commercial and so forth and they told us what their appetite was and so forth and I did the smart thing. I went uh and pursued what uh, farmers could do the best, and because that's easy uh, a more easy way to become successful in, in commercials, is they told me what to get, what they're the best at and that's what I went and got and it was easy to get and then upon renewal most of, a lot of these commercial people would, were, that have no claims and they were getting 40 50% increases with no claims and so uh... I was losing those as fast as I could get them as well, and that really hit me hard because I, you know, I still believe, I still see to this day why the agents that write commercial are, make so much more than those agents that strictly write personal lines. And I was losing that business as farmers as, as fast as I could write it. Um, and it seems like the further we get, the more they would try to turn things down than take it. They, they would look for a reason not to take it. So anyway, I. Uh, uh, met up. Uh, I found Sean. I actually found Sean Webb and Pacific Crest on the internet actually and had some, uh, a few conversations with Sean and finally took the plunge to get out of Farmers and it was the best thing I ever did. I, my first year out of Farmers, I think, was probably one of my biggest years. Uh, my close ratio on what I did right was phenomenal. I mean, uh, we won more than we lost, and we were used to losing more than we won. And uh, so it was a very, very busy year, and actually we've been hectically busy ever since. So um, hindsight's 2020. 20, coulda, woulda, shoulda, but um, at least my time with farmers, you know, taught me a little bit about the industry, and it gave me the exposure I needed, but apparently like many people who are probably listening today you've probably grown out of that spot in your career and need to you spread your wings to something that you can accomplish more and retain more your clients because again yeah I, I don't need to remind everyone we're in this business for residual income and if you're not able to retain your clients because underwriting guidelines change drastically overnight and increases are put forth for no reason uh, other than their appetite has changed um, it kind of hinders the whole objective of being an insurance agent and that's you know residual income yeah
0: so I agree I think that uh, uh, you have hit a lot of really good points Mark but um, most importantly I think it is the, uh, the the ultimate fact that you were a pretty decent agent with farmers you had a successful agency going you had one started and I think that a lot of agents get to that point where they they get going, and uh, then eventually find out that um, the long term, long term, uh, uh, I think their long term goal to run a successful agency is squashed. I mean, it just things just change, yep. and they, they don't have any right. Don't have any way to change. You know the outcome of that. Ultimately, it's up to you know the corporate uh, stronghold that they have over them. So.
1: That's correct, um, and it was discouraging because every year I was at Farmers for seven, eight years, I saw a lift in my income year after year, but in the last couple of years I was there because of so much runoff, uh, I, for the first time in my life, I was, I, I, my knowledge was better, I was more seasoned at what I did, but I was making less money than I did the year before, and I was like, you know, what's wrong with this picture? <laughs> right.
0: um, How long have you been at Pacific I was, Crest now, Mark?
1: Now I've been with Pacific Crest, wow, I think it's about eight years now with Pacific Crest.
0: Yeah, I think so, because you were here before me, and uh, mm-hmm. I've been here for about five years. So um, I one thing that I'd like to touch on for all the listeners out there is if you are a farmer's agent, obviously, your situation might be unique, but um, there's a lot of similarities amongst all of them. and. You know as long ago as it was for you mark if you've been here for eight years and you were with farmers for you know roughly about the same then you might have been on what a lot of agents called the old contract is that right
1: yes i was
0: yeah and so i don't want to get in too much detail about that contract but over the years there's been several versions of that farmer's contract and now what i hear a lot when you know when i'm talking to farmers agencies is some agents are on a contract where they've taken a subsidy from farmers to try and get started and i believe they call that the career agent program where they develop them in like a district office and then they allow them to kind of go out on their own eventually but they've along the way taken uh, this draw or this subsidy from farmers that that uh, helped compensate them because they weren't making the money off the commissions and they find themselves eventually in a situation, a lot of them, not all of them, but a lot of them where they couldn't hit the thresholds that farmers put in place. And so uh, if they want to exit, they'll owe money back to farmers um, to pay back that that uh, subsidy because essentially it's a loan. Is that, um, is that pretty accurate as you know it?
1: Yeah, that's what I did. I was in the career agent program. And... Uh, and I qualified for the uh, maximum amount of subsidy that you could receive, which was a huge help for me. And again, I appreciate the start that farmers gave me. Right. Uh, and then I was able to earn the forgiveness of that loan uh, based on the production that we put, I put forth. Um, but that was then, a different time. So I, but shortly after. Right. I mean, that was a, that different, was a different time
0: because when you that was did. A that time. Farmers' products were a lot more competitive, were they not?
1: absolutely 100% more competitive right. and about two probably about a year or two after that is when things started really i mean it got to the point where you know i built my book of business on referrals from lenders and realtors i spent a huge amount of time developing those referral sources and it got to the point where i could just you know i just couldn't compete anymore the, the the rates were so incredibly high that we were i mean my close ratio was less than Ten percent. Wow. And so, timing is, terrible. Is, timing
0: is everything. So, from the sounds of it, you got sure is. you got into that career agent program just at the right time to allow you to write enough business to forgive your debt back to farmers, and so you the way you walked out was probably different than what most agents would today if they still have a debt with farmers. Correct. Um, yeah. If
1: I had started the whole program two years later, I, I would have been in big trouble.
0: Right. Exactly. And so what we want to kind of discuss today is, you know, how can we help those farmers agents get out of that situation because they're not all in that same boat, right? I mean, farmers also has an opportunity where I believe it's called the acquisition opportunity where they acquire a book of business and they they kind of get catapulted into an agency and they have that income stream already. And then they don't owe or forgive any debt or have any debt to forgive because, or be forgiven because they never took a draw they had a they bought in on a on a book of business and ultimately those policies belong to them now um, but either way if they found themselves in a position where it's no longer uh, lucrative for them to be a farmers agent and they think that the writings on the wall and that the the futures you know pretty dismal then how do right. we help them get over here. And so I want to kind of speak to that piece where, you know, your experience walking away from farmers, regardless of you having to pay back a subsidy, which you did not, you still were um, in a situation where you had a pre-existing contractual obligation to uphold, which was your non compete payment, right? Correct. And we want every agent, regardless of whatever you know their history is whether they be coming from any captive environment or any independent environment doesn't matter where they're coming from if they have a pre-existing contractual obligation to to uh, um, stay away from those clients we want them to do the right thing and stay away from them so how did you go about doing it and how quick were you able to kind of recuperate when you came back when you came over to Pacific Crest
1: well, that was my biggest worry is walking away from that book and that's the biggest reason I delayed 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 my decision because it was a scary thing to walk away from a book that size. So, um how big was your book? But surprisingly. Oh, I think it was around a million in premium. I forget what the PIF was. Um it was enough to be finally be comfortable. It had, when I left it had been reduced down to a million. Um, because i'd probably lost i think i lost within one year probably three quarters of my book wow. and that's what made me panic so much i i saw you know i was comparing my folio amounts the current month versus a month prior the year before and it was it was ugly. it was shocking it yeah. was ugly. Uh, yes it was ugly it scared me half to death right. so that's when i knew i had to do something so, you probably so what had i did
0: it was over a thousand policies
1: Yes, yes. So what I did is I uh, I knew there was going to be a non-compete of one year. And I knew enough. They were very paranoid about uh, people breaking that, and I knew they were. Uh, and so I didn't plan on rocking the boat because I wanted to get paid for my contract value. But what I did is I prepared to leave. I uh, You know, those customers were mine, and I uh, – made a complete record of, of all my customers data and then I waited for one year and I let everyone know I was uh, leaving and why we were leaving. and I did not do it in writing. I ca- we called my entire book of business me and my staff
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, and told them what we were doing and what and I knew the agent that they' were going to be transferred to. and uh, I had a relationship with that agent at that time. I don't know if we can anymore but at that time we had a little bit of say so where, where our book went. And so that helped me, um, and I uh, I was afraid that I would have, you know, I had a lot of fear of what I was going to do for income, but I will tell you that first year I was so, so very busy. Um, so you were busy
0: writing new business, and, and you came I up would, with some marketing strategies to drive new traffic.
1: Correct. That's exactly what I did. I was very busy, plus I did some marketing on several things to pursue commercial uh and i had a very very busy year and uh and as soon as my year was up we systematically went after those clients and i you'll be surprised those clients the clients that really are loyal to you stuck there
0: right uh
1: and some of them and some of them left and they told me they were leaving and i still had their contact information so When I started rewriting those clients after my non compete was over, some of a good portion of them were still with farmers, and a good portion was not with farmers. But I still got them, Mm -hmm. Uh, and the reason we got them is because we've got our 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 carrier list here at Pacific Crest is so extensive. And in most cases, I was still able to save the money and provide them better coverage and improve their situation overall. Right. So um, So those customers they were, were very ready used- to come
0: over. I mean, they were, they were prepared. You yes. did a good job of, of uh, preparing them for the move. You also probably let them know that the agent that was going to be taking care of them during that period of 12 months during your non-compete agreement, they were going to be in good hands. Right. And eventually, you would come and, and find them and, and move them over right yep so you did it the right so that, way that, i mean that that's the right way we want every agent to do it and i think everybody needs to understand that's a far, whoever's in a farmer's agent anyways um or an all-state agent or a state farm agent or whatever it may be um, when you make that move you really can recuperate much quicker than you probably believe because your closing rate is going to go through the roof roof mostly yes
1: my clothes um, our close ratio was through the roof and remember that first year you have those three installments that you receive from farmers yeah. for your contract value, and that was that was a key to my transition and to and and maintaining my lifestyle anyway. Plus, it's a to constant, give me, reminder.
0: Uh, constant reminder. Constant right. reminder to do the right thing because if you don't do the right thing, they're not going to pay you, right?
1: Right, and I was getting you know, and I was getting the installments like as promised. So I was going to hold up my end of the deal, and it wasn't to be quite honest. It wasn't hard to hold up my end of the deal because I was so busy closing new business. Right. Uh and and I wasn't stressed because I did have those you know, those three installments coming Mm -hmm. that supplemented my income while not having that big of a book. But it was that first year, despite the fact that I didn't write any of my old customers, I built a book pretty Fairly quickly, more than I thought I could ever right. done, or more than I ever did before, I love just what because you we just had a carrier
0: I love what you just said, which is, um, you didn't have time to do the wrong thing, right? But the reason no. why you didn't uh-uh. have time was because you weren't focused on your old book. You weren't hung up on the fact that you had clients there. I have a lot of agents, oftentimes, that will ask me, you know, well, what if my old clients contact me? And my advice to them is, do the right thing. Walk away. Let them know that they're with a good company. Farmers is a good company. Um, let them know that they're with a very capable agent. Just let them know that you need to do the right thing and they should appreciate that and when that time comes right. you'll move them over. So you did the right thing and you focused your efforts on new business rather than worrying about your old business and trying to move it over and letting that be your right. Achilles he- heel. Right? So yep. my advice to all agents is to listen to Mark Bigham right now. What he's trying to tell you is, is stop looking at your old book. Start looking at a new book. The old book will take care of itself within time.
1: Yes, it does. And I had, and some of my best customers that said, "No, you know, Mark, I, I got an offer from so and so from this company. I'm gonna go ahead and leave. I just want to let you know." And so what I did is, after my year non-compete was over. And some of those had already left to carriers that I had in my own in, in my own toolbox, and I just B O R'd it over to my Pacific Crest appointment. Yep. And So it was I did a lot of BORs to people that left during that year because a lot of them went. A lot of them end up going to to carriers that I had that I had in my pocket. I just right. couldn't do with it, deal with them until my non compete was over. So. Those first ninety days, I did, a lot, and I just kept track of people who did who called me and told me, and I BOR'd them over. Or if I contacted them after the non-compete period and they've already left, mm-hmm. uh, I BOR'd a lot of those people over to me.
0: And that's a really good that's a really good point too to kind of stick, or at least kind of focus on for just a second is that you know we have a marketing rep that uses this analogy quite often, and I've used it you know again and again because he never trademarked it, <laughs> which is you know insurance is the thunderdome of business. Um, anytime you write a piece of business you're stealing it from another agent so two agents go into the Thunderdome one comes out you know you're battling with each other all the time and so mark you did the right thing by obviously prepping your clients so that you could reassure that when you walked into the Thunderdome you were walking out with those clients otherwise if you don't prepare yourself the odds of you getting those clients back may actually go down because another independent agent might be helping them out If they leave farmers in the the middle of your 12 month period. So, prepping yourself, preparing yourself is a must if you do choose to to leave farmers and become an independent agent. I think that's a really good point. Um,
1: Yeah. And I also, in preparation to leave, you know, because I think a lot of, you know, your referral sources are, you know, you have to manage your referral sources. And I know a lot of my referral sources are some of them became somewhat disenchanted with me because i couldn't compete and so when i was preparing to leave leave i let them all know say look i said "I, i understand i have been competitive as i used to be a few years ago and as a result i'm becoming independent as of this date and uh so the the day i was left farmers i was really uh i made it a priority to reconnect with a lot as many referral sources as I can, update them on what I'm doing, what my capability, what my capability was, and and my and it worked, it paid off big. I mean, yeah. my referral activity just because of the fact of I was reconnecting with them and giving them updates and reminding them, hey, I'm here. I may not have been so competitive the last couple of years because of what's been going on at farmers, but that's a new situation now. And give me another shot, and so my referral activity just shot through the roof. Right. And um, and then on the commercial side, you know, all those farmers agents who write commercial, you know, how narrow the appetite is. It was really nice to almost be able to write everything that came in, mm. uh, and and have yeah, and have it be able to fit with one of our carriers. Yeah. And um, and so I, in my close ratio, my commercial was very very high. Well, I'd like um, to move on to another,
0: it, another part of the subject, if um, if you wouldn't mind. I think um, most of our listeners have probably got a pretty good idea that, you know, prepping themselves for the move is, is definitely a big bonus and that they can recuperate their losses quickly as long as they play by the rules. And, uh, you know, obviously the close rate is going to be far greater than what they had in the past with farmers. Um, those kind of things, I think, just hearing it from you is is a big benefit, right? Because you used to be there. Oftentimes, the agents, when I get them on the phone, I don't know if they completely trust what I'm trying to tell them because you know I've never been a farmer's agent. But <clears throat> that being said, sure. I think that there's a couple other things that I'd like to discuss about farmers, um, which you know is the reality is is that Farmers is a good company. They really do train their agents well. I think they sure it, do. Um, I think that it's a good fit for a lot of people, but it's just not a good fit for everybody, and not every company is perfect, right? And and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with with that, as long as you understand that. I think that you're ahead of the game. However, that being said, I believe that farmers agents fit Pacific Crest to a T. And here's the reason why I believe this, and you tell me if you agree, or if you want to add to it, or if you disagree. I really believe that farmers agents oftentimes are true entrepreneurs. I believe that they're the type of people that want their autonomy, they really do want to be independent, that they want to build a book of business that they can have and call their own. They want that ownership, they want something to secure their future and they really do appreciate the business aspect of running an agency um, i think that a lot of them go into that program or into that environment because ultimately that's what farmers is really promising them and in the olden days back when you started out right mark the market was different right you could Absolutely. achieve all those things however times have changed And now I believe that because Pacific Crest offers all those things that they ultimately are looking for, they want their independence, they want to own their book of business, they want high commissions, and now we just give them even more by allowing them to write with lots of carriers and always being able to throw their hat in the ring, that makes it even better. That's why I believe that they're a really good fit for us on top of the fact that Farmers trains them very well to be to be profitable agents that write good business that sticks on the books because they only have one product to sell. They have to turn into good sales people. Would you agree?
1: Absolutely. Uh, a lot of our farmers does provide a base of training and knowledge uh, that uh, is invaluable that you don't get in a lot of places and that's going to give you a huge edge when you leave um, you know the district environment the district you know we we're all a member of a district and there were some district agents that were better than others I think but but overall these district managers you know we They. you remember how they would get us together in a room on for these regular meetings and there was a lot of synergy between those agents and a lot of learning and a lot of best practice sharing and so forth which again has led to the overall development of these uh these agents coming from farmers and that's why it it makes you a, a pretty good fit to hit the ground running here at Pacific Crest when you've been through the program at farmers.
0: Right. Yeah, we have a lot of ex-farmers agents here and they're all for the most part doing very well especially if they've prepared themselves for the move and and they come from all walks of life, you know, they come from all over the country and every one of their situations is a little bit different, even though they share a lot of the same common um, traits of the pain that they experienced and maybe why they made the move, but ultimately um, some of them have come from like, you know, they just started with farmers and maybe only have a couple years, and before they they really get invested in the career agent program, they make the move prior because they can see the writing on the walls, but we've also brought on a lot of senior, tenured farmers agents i mean one of the most recent farmers or ex-farmers agents that i've brought on board here out of texas was with farmers for 25 or more years you know and uh she's a she's a great agent and anyways so there's there's just from all walks of life i think it's a really good fit and that's why um we're we're spending time on this podcast because i want farmers agents to not just hear it from me but to hear it from you too
1: right in our industry you're right it's a you know the state of our industry from where i began at farmers so many years ago and where it is now you're correct it is so much more competitive than it used to be we've got uh we've got more um uh carriers in the marketplace we've got more people going direct and it's uh it's it, it all calls for the resources that we have to provide here at Pacific Crest to be, to be successful, yeah. which is a big carrier set. Uh, we invest in the systems here that's helped us tremendously to be able to keep manage our book because um, I always wonder what's going to happen. How am I going to do this and do that once I leave farmers? Well, you know, our – you know, we're kinda of, we, we try to stay on the cutting edge on and, on and, and systems and so forth that helps our agents become more efficient at what they do because you're right, the the competitive environment from where it is today is so different than when I started as a farmers agent. And um Especially
0: and that's why we see branch, yeah.
1: that's that's why we see agents from all the captive agents, you know, are struggling with the fact that they're in a captive situation and 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 they're not able to shop around like we can do for our customers and it's just and a lot it's not just farmers they just they're all trying to figure out how to get out and how to do it
0: you got it especially with the the direct channel right you've got all these direct channels Mm -hmm. that uh, client you know consumers can go and find insurance for personal lines absolutely you know so um, absolutely we definitely encourage our agents to focus more on commercial too because I think that it's a way for them to uh, um, secure their book of business even better, you know, because personal lines has become right. so commoditized. But um, yeah, I think those are all really good points. I, I really believe that farmers' agents are a good fit for Pacific Crest. I, I, I really do. I think um, at the end of the day, what it really boils down to is is just having an opportunity to talk to them and, and have them kind of put their guard down a little bit and, and hear us out. Because um, I think when you get, An opportunity to talk to us and and even get an opportunity maybe to talk to you on the phone as their state director or you know any of these other states too if they want to have some some time on the phone with the other state directors or uh, in most cases I'm happy to give them a list of ex-farmers agents that are over here that uh, depending on where they're at might fit best for them to talk to Um, I'm I'm open to discussion and, and helping them make that transition and I think it's just a a really good marriage overall as long as they prepare themselves and it starts by fostering a relationship and building a plan. And that's all we're looking for. Yep. So
1: and remember and remember those those three installments of your contract value is going to be the key that gets you through your first year. Oh yeah. And um and you'll have and once you, once you make the leap which is the scariest part? You're going to see how busy you are that first year. Then you'll realize that you've made. Because we've got several farmers that in my state, several farmers agents, and they were in my district, and and uh, it took some. It took some of them years for and us, I to, Marcus and I to finally convince them to come on over. But once they come over, they said, "Mark, why didn't you?" Tell me to do this a long time ago. <laughs> well, I was trying to tell you, but.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you know, um, sometimes it takes a, 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 an army to move a mountain. So, you know, one thing about salespeople, too, that I've learned over the years is that we're all really strong minded people and we all think that we can handle it on our own and, and figure it out. But that's why I'm asking them just to kind of put their guard down just a tiny little bit and hear us out and hear what we have to say. Um, And it's not just us, obviously we're not perfect for everybody, but if I get an opportunity to speak to you, at least you know whether or not you'd be a good fit for us, right? Right, right. Mark, I always appreciate, you know, getting time to spend with you on the phone and, um, you know, obviously you haven't been up here to Boise uh, in a while and, and we miss having you around. I um, appreciate all the help that you do for us and, and I'm and I'm grateful you took the time to spend with us on the on this podcast or so listeners to kinda hear from a from a longtime agent and one that's come from the farmers industry uh, and, and kinda see how you did it. So I think that sheds a lot of light on things. It's very beneficial for all of our listeners. So I really appreciate right. it. Right.
1: Well, and thank you for being there for us. And I think that's worthy to mention at this point. When you go out independent, don't feel like you're going out completely on your own. You know, the team at, the, at our home office in Idaho, and, uh, once you come on board, you'll, you'll have an opportunity to meet them in person and so forth, which I, think, uh, which I strongly suggest, and I think it's a great idea because as soon as you walk into the office up there at the home office and meet the uh, players involved, you're going to realize that you've joined a very fantastic group of people that you're going to be, pr- be proud to be a part of. We've got some very, very competent, capable, intelligent, smart people at that home office. And then after you spend some time up there and go back to your office, wherever state you're from, you're going to realize that you have a very competent, assertive, aggressive team behind you that are wanting you to succeed and are also looking for new ways to help you succeed. So do not think that when you leave that you know you don't uh you're not going to have any support in fact in my opinion you have more support here from what you would receive in your district and so forth because you know as we all remember in a lot of our district meetings there was a lot of things that they required of us and so forth that really wasn't that big of a help to us that we were wondering who would help but it didn't help us <laughs> but that's not the environment's very different here you're going to have a team of people from the home office that are that do nothing but work to improve your situation. They they work to improve your carrier set. They work to improve your knowledge. They work to improve your systems. Uh, and so you've got a team behind you that is very competent in uh, uh, very have have very much an interest in helping you make sure that you're a successful agent.
0: Well, that's that's very nice of you, Mark. I really appreciate those kind words. I'm always grateful to to hear agents that have nice things to say. And, um, you know, we think the world of you and uh, appreciate all that you do for Pacific Crest. And so we'll put a wrap on this podcast. Uh, Appreciate all of our listeners for tuning in again to another episode of the great independent podcast powered by Pacific Crest Insurance. And uh, tune in next time for our next episode. Thanks, Mark.
1: You're welcome. Bye-bye.
0: Thanks for joining us this week on the Great Independent Podcast. Check back every couple of weeks for a new episode on a topic that can help you, the insurance agent, on everything from commissions to technology.